So this morning, I've got a very simple message, but I think it's very powerful. Because we all know that we can believe the truth. We all know that we can read our Bibles. We can pray and all that. We can do all the right things. But if we do not step out and do, if we don't believe enough so that we do what God has called us to do, the kingdom will not advance. If we all just sit in our little chairs and wait just to go to heaven, the body of Christ has lost its mandate. So this morning, I'm, I'm really excited about the messages this last two weeks. It's about changing lives, how and where and when uh, it ha happens to us. And um, Herman said last week in his sermon, do what you must. As jy moet tanne behoorsel, en as jy jou wedjies moet eet, doen dit. Want soms is daar goed, wat ons net moet doen. Want God vraad het van ons. So, um, if you missed the last two uh, sermons, please go. It's, it's on our website, it's on our Facebook page. Please just go and listen to that. But I want to recap this morning before I start, because I don't want you to misunderstand me. The first thing is, Jesus didn't come to make bad people a little bit better. That's not why he gave his life. Transformation is not just about trying to be a better person, um, um, changing our behavior or improved behavior. He came to transform us into something totally new, a new creation. He came to restore mankind to the original plan that God had for Adam and Eve. That is why he came. The second thing is, transformation is not so that we can try and impress God and earn salvation in any way, or earn his favor in any way, because we can never do that. Salvation or transformation is a result of and flows from salvation. And we must understand that very clearly. It's a work that the Holy Spirit does. It's not you and I trying to be better. We cannot. It's a result of salvation, and it's, um, which is by the grace of God. Salvation is by the grace of God through, through our faith in Jesus. That's the only way we can get salvation. But part of salvation is the expectation that we will change. And that expectation is from God, and he won't expect something from us if he doesn't give us the means to do that, and we can only do that through the Holy Spirit. Only through the Holy Spirit working in us can we be transformed. So the next prophecy that we read in Ezekiel is what happened um, when we were saved through Jesus, through faith in Jesus. Let's read Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27. 
And this is from the NIV that I'm reading here this morning. I'll sprinkle pure water on you all, and you'll be cleansed from your impurity and from all your idols. I'm going to give you a new heart, and I'm going to give you a new spirit within all of your deepest parts. I'll remove that rock-hard heart of yours and replace it with one that's sensitive to me. This is such a beautiful translation, the NIV. I'll place my spirit within you, empowering you to live according to my regulations and to keep my just decrees. So it's the power of the Holy Spirit in us that enables us to live this. So this week, I've got a very popular example in nature, and you probably know of this, that I want to use to further try and explain transformation. And apart from the media guy at the back, can anyone else guess what this is? A butterfly. That's the one that we've learned from. And just in case... Um, you've forgotten what happened because I think we, we heard about that when we were small kids. I've got a small little video or short video that I want to show you. And I trust God will speak to us. So if we can have the video, thank you.
Isn't God's creation amazing? Huh? I mean, it's a miracle. He created the butterfly or the, the, the cap caterpillar to turn into soup. Really? And you know the word that the Greek used, the, the word that the Bible used, the original Greek, Hebrew, is transformation is metamorphosis. So let's look at the butterfly this morning. Let us just look at, at how, how God changes us. And, and please, this is just an example. The egg. The egg, when the egg is laid on a, on a leaf, it's already got the DNA or the nature, if you want to put it like that, of a butterfly in it. It's very tiny, it's very delicate, it needs protection, and it needs nourishment. And as that little caterpillar comes out, it's not a butterfly yet. So in our lives, when we give our hearts to God, we need his protection. We need nourishment to be able to to experience and to know what happened in our lives when we were born again. And that's what the church is there for. If there's a new believer, we should come alongside this person and encourage them to eat. Encourage them to, to pray. We should pray for them and with them. Maybe answer questions if that's necessary. They need to understand what happened when they got born again. The miracle that happened. That God came and gave us his nature. That, that he made us new creations. That we are not sinners anymore. But that we are children of God. That they are part of God's kingdom and part of his family, his image bearers. So when someone has come to Christ, they're very delicate and we should, should be there for them and encourage them. 1 Peter 1 verse 23 to 25 says, For you have been born again, not by a seed that perishes, but by one that cannot perish, by the living and everlasting word of God. For all human -like life is like grass, and all its glory is like a flower in the grass. The grass dries up and the flower drops off, but the word of the Lord lasts forever. Now this word is the good news that was announced to you. And you can also read John 3. Five to six. You see, as, as we come to Christ, we need to read the word to understand what has God done in my life. The second part is when that egg hatches, there isn't a butterfly yet, like I said, but a caterpillar. A very, very tiny caterpillar, almost the size of the egg. 
And now this caterpillar's got one thing it needs to eat. And it starts eating and eating and eating. And that's all it does. That is the job of the caterpillar. <laughs> Not going to repeat that. That is the job of the caterpillar to eat and eat and eat. And it moves slowly. And you can clearly see where it's been because that leaf has got a, a lot of places where it's been eaten. And the amazing thing is that it grows so much that it has to shed the, the um, what do you call it, the shell, the skin. It has to, to shed its skin four to five times the way it grows. A hundred times in size. There comes a time when we need to eat. We always need to eat. But where you specifically eat and eat and eat and can't get enough of the word. Take in the word and take in the word. The food that it's, that's eaten are stored for later on. And we have to eat in our lives. We have to eat the word of God. And even if we don't remember everything and can't quote everything, it's stored so that the Holy Spirit can remind us of that later on. In our Christian lives, we start our journey with God. We fellowship more at church. We, we get involved in groups. And that's where we learn. That's where we eat. God uses people as well as his word to feed us. So that we can become bigger and stronger like that little caterpillar becomes bigger and stronger. And as we start to understand more and more of what God has done for us and the kingdom of God inside of us, we start to let go of the things in our lives. Like, like it sheds its skin, we start to let go of habits in our lives that shouldn't be there and that hinder us in our journey with God. We start to let go of people maybe. That's got a, a, a negative influence on our journey with God. We start to let go of places. We don't go to places anymore that we visited before because it hinders me in my relationship with God. So as the caterpillar starts to, to let go of all these skins, we as Christians let go of things in our lives that is harmful to our journey with God. And we sort of outgrow our skins. John 8.32 says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that's when the word starts to work in our lives. 1 Peter 2 verse 2 to 3 says, Like newborn babies crave pure milk, spiritual milk. I'm going to try again. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted the Lord is good. 
So the more we read, the more we feed on who God is, what he's done for us, how this kingdom works, how I'm part of, of the kingdom of God, how the kingdom of God invades this earth, the more I'm set free from things. The more I grow, the stronger I get, the bigger I get. It's just an analysis, remember. And then, when I'm, when I'm per se, full, as I say, full courses, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm full grown and, I, and I've, I've learned a lot and I've, I think I've, let's say, an adult caterpillar, there comes a time when God says, come aside, be still and know that I am God. There comes a time when he takes you away a little bit. Not necessarily from fellowship, but in a way in your heart where you start to, to um, go into a time of rest with God. Where your intimacy with him becomes very special. You know what I'm talking about. Where he takes you aside and says, okay, you've eaten now, you've talked, you've learned, all of that. Shh, now. Know now that I'm God. And we go into God's rest. A rest that sometimes takes two weeks. She said two weeks. You go into that chrysalis of Kukon. And some bat butterflies goes in there and stays there for two weeks. They say some of the species goes in for up to a year, as long as it takes for God to work in our lives. This is a time where God builds our characters. This is a time when selfishness is replaced by this intense desire to please God and to experience his presence. This is a time when you become dissatisfied with things and all you want and need is his presence. A desire to glorify him in everything that we say and do. We seek to be transformed there because we are overwhelmed by God's love and grace. It's not, okay, Lord, I know you want to change me. It's, please, Lord, come and change me. It's his love that changes us. His grace that motivates us. It's a process of, choose, of, of losing your life and finding real life. Matthew 10, 39, I haven't got it here, but go and read it. A life that doesn't compromise anymore. A life that starts to produce fruit. It's in that time to become like Jesus. And in our cocoon or in our chrysalis, we need to hear clearly what God wants to tell us who we are, how he wants to use us, 
how we can be instruments in his hands. The work that he has prepared for us. You see, by now, it's not trying to work for God anymore. By now, it's just saying, Lord, here I am. Show me, work through me, work in me and work through me. The works that you prepared for me. Let's read 2 Corinthians 5, verse 13 to 15. 2 Corinthians 5, 13 to 15 says, If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it's for you. For Christ's love compels us. Because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. That becomes such a reality. Something new is happening inside us. Something that we never expected. The old Landau sort of dissolves. And the new life of Christ starts to get form, if I can put it that way. Starts to develop. And that can only be if we stay in Christ. Only through the Holy Spirit. And then the butterfly emerges. Looks totally different. It's not got any short legs anymore. It's got these long legs. It's got bigger eyes. It's got these long antennas to sense the presence of God. It doesn't crawl anymore, but it flies now. And the main purpose is to lay eggs, to reproduce. Scientists have identified approximately 28,000 species of butterflies around the world. Guys, 28,000 species of butterflies. Isn't that amazing? Each unique. When the butterfly emerges, hangs there so that whatever God has put in it makes its wings stronger and stronger so that it can fly. So there comes a time when we are in Christ and have learned to depend on Him and trust Him. And Mia's story was amazing for God. That is what Christian life is all about. It's not a Sunday thing. It's not a Wednesday evening thing. It's a life change. It's a lifestyle. So then we've learned the principles of God's kingdom and how to start to step out and be the new creation. 
This is also a time when we realize we can't desire someone else's Christian life. God has formed you. You are unique for the purpose that he has for you. Find that purpose and walk in that purpose. That's when the butterfly comes out and starts to be who God created it to be. This is also the time when there's a joyful response of obedience and opinions doesn't matter anymore. Surrender. And there's a desire for God to work in us and through us. To reach the world out there. Because salvation is restoring the mandate to mankind as well. It's not just to save us and we wait to go to heaven. We are representatives of Christ in this world. We need to fly. We need to know who we are. We need to be obedient and don't care about what others think. We need to come to a place where we prepare to be a fool. I said to Tyson Herman this week, it feels to me as if every week there's some place where I have just Boosils in Afrikaans walk my name at the Blankslaan. It's okay, Christ, you be glorified, you be lifted up. I make mistakes, but we need to introduce others to Christ. That's why we develop in, in butterflies. That's why we call to be God's representatives to rule with him. He's through us. He's the authority, but through us to get people to God, to introduce them to God but also to rule around us. What do we do with this earth? What are we doing with nature, with animals, with people? How do we treat them? Colossians 3.16 says, Remember what Christ taught and let his words enrich your lives and make you wise. Teach them. To each other and sing them in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing to the Lord with thankful hearts. That's when the body comes together on a Sunday to celebrate what God has done during the week. It's not to come and just get a little bit of food so that I can make it till Wednesday, get a little bit of food so I can make it till the next Sunday. We come together to celebrate who God is. Everyone bringing something. And maybe you're not used to a mic. That's okay. You don't have to. Maybe you're there to greet people, be friendly and just greet people at the door. Maybe you're here just to pray beforehand or during the service or whatever. Verse 17, and whatever you do or say, 
let it be as a representative of the Lord Jesus and come with him into the presence of God the Father to give him the thanks. So to end off, although the butterfly is a very good example of what happens when we are transformed or metamorphosis happens in our lives, like I said, that's the Greek word that it is used four times and especially two times in the New Testament when it talks to us. There is a mystery about our transformation that can't be seen in the butterfly. The butterfly goes through this once in its life and then it dies. Once it's reproduced, it dies. We go through this and we keep on going through this in areas of our lives. So for us, the mystery is that already in the not yet. The mystery is that there's an immediate transformation when we accept Jesus as our Savior. And you can read that in 2 Corinthians 5.17. When I come to Christ and I accepted Jesus as my Savior, I'm a new creation. That is inside that egg. I am new. But then there's also an ongoing transformation. This is where we experience change in our lives, like I explained. A little bit. We have the capacity to be an entirely new person at every level. But this is a process. A process that we gladly surrender to. And this includes our motivations, our passions, our thoughts, our attitudes, our behaviors. You can read that in Romans 12, 2 and 2 Corinthians 3.18, that's specific the two verses where metamorphosis or metamorph is used. That was wrong. That's not the right Greek word. I didn't write it down. And then thirdly, there's a full and final transformation when Jesus comes, second coming, when believers are raised from the dead. And we get to spend eternity with him. And we're looking forward to that. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 54. We are looking forward to that. But we cannot sit and just wait for that. We need to be the body of Christ. We need to be the church. And I want to end off with a statement that says, Transformation of the Holy Spirit is a journey of joy because it's a journey with Christ. Changing into the image of Christ. It's not always easy. Sometimes we need to push through. Sometimes we just need to say, Lord, give me the strength. I can't do this. Help me. Let's push, push through. 
but I want to be the butterfly that you created me to be. How sad. If this whole process would stop just with the caterpillar. So next blare over any. Geen bestuiving sal plaasvind nie. Niks van die 28.000 prachtige species sal daar wees nie. And they bring glory to God as well, because of their beauty, because He created them. And this is my encouragement this morning, trying to explain again that transformation is part of our salvation. We cannot say, I'm okay, leave me alone, I'm waiting for God. Or this is a private matter. Christianity is being God's representatives, ruling and multiplying his image through introducing people to him. Let's close our eyes. Lord, thank you that your word says your burden is light. And this morning when we look at the seriousness of this, we also know that we do not have to do this in our own strength or carry this out. But it is by allowing you to work in us, Lord. It's by abiding in you. It's by knowing that we need Holy Spirit. But also by believing who we are in Christ. We are nothing without you. But we are your image bearers, new creations. Your authority on earth. That is mind-blowing, Lord. Thank you for the mystery of transformation. The now, the already, and the not yet. We glorify your name this morning. May your kingdom come. May your kingdom come through us on this earth. Break in in this town, Lord. May your kingdom break through in this town, in this country, in Jesus' name. Amen.